Good evening, America. This is the Republic for United States of America. You can go to republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org. You can do your research there and educate your family. You can also order the books there and donate to the Republic. The books are Re-Inhabited Volume 1 and Re-Inhabited Volume 2, written by Gene and Dave Hurtler. Welcome to Restore Your Republic, brought to you by Republic for the United States of America. Governor Haney from the great state of Wisconsin just, just showed you how... Uh, where you can go to follow up and get involved. We're all kind of sitting around the table tonight. You know, the neat thing about being involved in this effort to restore our republic over the last 12, 15 years, it gives a person perspective. During that time, we've had conflict and problems and, and obstacles and and everything that can come with uh, trying to get a bunch of uh, patriots together at the same table. But you know what? We've managed to do that and done it in a legal and lawful, peaceful way for the benefit of you, the American people. And we've come to realize that uh, this whole thing is described in the Constitution and historical documents. It's based on pilgrims wanting to serve God in their own way, their own interpretation of what the Holy Spirit brought them to understand and realize that uh, the domination of kings, they weren't free to, to follow the true path because the kings always skewed things to their benefit. And if they couldn't skew it, they enforced it. Interesting as we look at what's going on today. And we've realized that someday the Christian people had a choice to make. And either they were going to wake up and realize that they were being held captive, but the keys to the lock had been unlocked and the gates had been opened and now they have a choice to make. Whose jurisdiction do they choose to follow? The ones that brought our forefathers here to this king, uh, this land, or the enemy that took over the form of an international corporation right under the throne and through the Vatican. And we knew that once the Christians had this understanding then the Holy Spirit could come work within them and prompt them and really find out whether they had it together enough to walk on out of that confinement. And so it's interesting in our in our group old men here tonight, uh, a new book by David Barton has come out. And uh, David Barton might say, uh, Ed, I know for a fact, has received and, and read Re-Inhabited Books 1 and 2 by David and Gene Hurtler, and uh, co- responded back appropriately with commentations for its original content. That's a strong statement coming from that source. And so this book that he has uh, brought forth brings forth the conversation that we've been having and refining for the last over a decade, and that is the role of Christians in government. And so I'll welcome, uh, welcome you, David, David Herbert, and what you'd like to share about that as a conversation tonight? Yes, thanks, Governor Kerr. I want to talk to you tonight a little bit about President Woodrow Wilson. President Woodrow Wilson had a real strong bosom body, and his name was Colonel 
Edward Mandel House, and he never served in any service. He wasn't in the Army, Navy, Marines. He wasn't in any of them, but they called him Colonel. And he walked up to President Wilson one day, and this was about the financial mates. This is what he said to him. He said, very soon, he said, every American will be required to register or suffer being able to work and earn a living. They will be our chattels or our slaves, and we will hold the security interest over them forever. By operation of the law merchant, that will be the judges in the de facto court system, under the scheme of secure transactions. Americans, by unknowingly or unwittingly delivering the bills of lading, that would be the birth certificates, to us, will be rendered bankrupt and insolvent, secured by their pledges. And then going on to the book, this is what David Barton says, getting started here. He says, that answer is acceptable as far as it goes. But taxation without representation was only one of 27 grievances listed in the Declaration of Independence. And it was actually one of the lesser of the 27 complaints. Listed in the Declaration 11 times more often than taxation without representation was the abuse of representative powers. The abuse of military powers was listed seven times as often. The abuse of judicial powers four times as often. And stirring up domestic insurrection twice as often. Taxation without representation was merely grievance number 17 out of 27 listed alongside Great Britain's suppression of immigration and her interference with our foreign trade. The taxation issue was given little emphasis in the Declaration, yet it is the one issue that everyone knows about today. Why aren't most Americans familiar with the rest? I'm going towards the end now of David Barton. For example, in 1762, America's very first missionary society was chartered. The Society to Propagate the Gospel Among Indians and Others in North America. Americans thought that this was a great idea, but King George III apparently thought that it would compete with the work of the nationally established church, so he vetoed the charter. This type of action by the king alarmed a number of the founders who contended for religious liberties in America, including the ability to start their own missionary societies, Bible societies, or Sunday school societies. Consequently, founding fathers such as Charles Carroll of Carrollton and Samuel Adams, both of whom became signers of the Declaration, cited religious freedom or liberty as a reason they became involved in the American Revolution. I just want to give the floor back to you, Governor Carpenter, and we can have this conversation go on. I just want some hot chocolate, and I'll put another log on the fire. You have the floor, sir. <laughs> well, thank you, David. That's interesting. You know, what you shared, I'm an analytic by, by nature. And I, that's been my profession. Follow the money is rule number one. I can make a good case that 
the religious leaders that had to take the reins of governance because of their education and, and their relationship with the people. And so the people naturally sent those religious leaders to be their representatives for a new nation. And over the years, um, two things happened. The first was that the clergy abdicated their responsibility to leadership in a governmental level. And nothing lives in a void, so men without morals that want to take over and rule us stepped into that void. And the clergy, meanwhile, were very comfortable building their, their mega churches and, and doing what they felt led to do with uh, blessings from the Lord. But they stepped away even further with the Johnson Act to uh, not be involved in politics, and so now we have total evil. And it just seems like a natural progression, and it makes a lot of sense. And so that kind of goes back to my opening statement, you know. Um, we've realized over the years, a decade plus, that not only is this a government up for and by the people, but this is a government up for and by Christian people that have the same moral compass that want to live under the same freedoms because they know how to be moral and just people in a polite society. Just for conversation around the fireplace here, just to kind of get an idea, let facts be submitted to a candid world, 27 facts. One of them was he kept among us in time of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislators. Another one was for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock, listen to this, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit to the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off trade with all parts of the world, for imploring taxes on us without our consent for depriving us in many cases of the benefit of a trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for ended offenses. Another one, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our government. Here's another one. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power. Legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. Here's another one. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection in war against us. Oh, King George III. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burned our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. Just to give you a flat beat submitted to a candid world, which was penned by Jefferson. I just wanted to know, uh, you know, what's your take on this uh, governor from Wisconsin? Do you have anything that you'd like to kind of share? Our founding fathers, that's what happened here in America, is that we were tired of the tyranny and uh, 
the oppression that they've been putting putting us under and not allowed to worship as we want and wish. Uh, but, you know, America has stood up. Uh, we lost that republic that our founding fathers left for us to protect back from the 1700s. And uh, I know we've mentioned this many times, and it, it seems to be much more clear that's coming across uh, uh, all kinds of media anymore about uh, uh, 1871 is when the corporation took over, you know, after the assassination of uh, President Lincoln back in the um, 1860s mid-1863 to 65. Uh, but, yeah, 1871 is the corporation took over, you know, and now the American people are starting to wake up, and there's so many more things that people can go out and look at. I mean, I've been looking at uh, many things. There's a young military man. His name is uh, Derek Johnson, which I find very encouraging to listen to. I don't mean to get off track here or hope on that, but he's, he's trying to wake up the American people to understand that the military he believes, and I, I also believe, that the military is truly in charge right now. But, you know, first of all, our Father God is totally in charge of what's going on here in our country and, and across the world, uh, which we can always be thankful for because we all live under our Father God's grace. But, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd encourage people to go listen to some of uh, Derek Johnson's stuff. Um, he does have a website online, and it's uh, 1776 Nation. Uh, some of the things that you can look up there is the military occupancy, 2016 military and constitution regulated inauguration, President Trump. Uh, very interesting. Uh, another title here is covert operation. Another title where what's really happening in the Ukraine, optics 101 by Derek Johnson. Uh, hindsight is 2020. It goes on and on. There's a couple more here. Military aircraft operations and optics and aircraft operations continued. This is a, a man that's well studied. He's uh, was in the military, uh, U.S. Army, I believe. Uh, and he's a researcher. He studies. He reads. And that's something he's been telling the American people to do is you got to read. You know, a lot of people are, we've become um, complacent about, not everybody, but some people just don't like to read. Uh, there's so much there that, like your books, David and Gene, you wrote those books for the American people. Or, you know, it's a, a long read, but it's all good read. It's all factual and truthful, and and that's what America has to get back to is the truthful history here in America. You know, American people have been under uh, curses of disobedience and blinded with the distractions of bread and circuses, uh, years of plenty, rock and rolling. Until now, the bread is dwindling and the circus is, is full of perversity. We are now at a place, a prophetic timeline, for the rod of correction of Almighty God to be lifted and for the judgment period of the mystery of Babylon to end. You know, and I, I believe that mystery of Babylon is in the process of collapsing, and that would be a great thing for here, not only for America, but for the world. And that paragraph I just read was out of Gene's book, James Timothy Turner, an American president and a political prisoner. It's a legal brief to the courts of heaven. But America, there is so much there to try to understand. And we're watching our elections being stolen from us. And But I, I really believe it's all about to come to a, to an end of these criminal, this criminal behavior that have been enslaved the American people. I just want to detail what you says on the Organic Act in 1871, the federal government had experienced a private incorporation, given a business name, 
which was unlawfully and strategically manipulated at every opportunity under the circumstances of change law. In all the states in the union were reformed as franchises or political subdivisions so that a new union of the United America could be created. And in this new union, corporate United States, all capital letters, was under the private rule of those private banking interests. I think the Rothschilds were involved, who privatized the District of Columbia through incorporation. Privatized? to transfer from or government control or owner's private enterprise. Okay, IBM. IBM is a private enterprise. Chrysler is a private enterprise. John Deere is a private Ford Motor Company, private enterprise. So they made this District of Columbia, they made this thing through to, through incorporation, called it this thing, all capital. You have all capital letters, all you people that are listening to me on your driver's license capital. You're made a corporation. You are made a slave, okay? So in order for the government, state government or national government, you have to have control, direction, regulation, restraint. Those four entities have to be involved. But this is not a government. This is an enterprise. This is an enterprise. So they don't even want to call it a government. Oh, yeah, you could call it, you know, IBM's got their own government, Ford Motor Company's got their own government, that kind of government, but not the government that we Americans want. And, you know, these guys, after the Organic Act, talking about presidents selected, FDR said this, that presidents were selected, not elected. Franklin Delano Roosevelt said that. These guys, they, most of them, they were, they were under Luciferian authority. They were Freemason progressive presidents surrounded with people in black, okay? And they were about rejecting the timeless principles of the Declaration of Independence. Progressives believe institutions arrangement of government based upon the separation of powers, checks and balances, and federalism only impeded, obstructed, or hindered effective. Get this. The president, this is what they said. This is what they thought. The president should be trusted with a legislative mandate to administrative agencies. Why is legislative involved in the executive branch? The president should be trusted with a legislative mandate create administrative agency and government aid programs to improve the lives of citizens. The colleges all across America, the Ivy League, okay? Where, where are these people coming? Where did these people come out representatives to be president in, in this here since 1871, this organic act that took place? This is 151 years old, you guys, okay? Is God dead in these colleges? Is God dead in these colleges? Is the Ten Commandments on the wall in these colleges? You see what they did? Oh, that's a good point. They took prayer out of school. You know, I'm just saying, this, this, this is just amazing what they've done over the last 151 years. 
That's a good point, David. That you know, a turning point for our country, definitely not only in law, but in who represents the people. Because then instead of a, a government up for by the people, headed by representatives that were respected from the clergy, they became basically lawyers out of the colleges and the uh, bar association, and they practiced corporate law rather than common law, which is God's law, the law of nature and nature's God. So with all that being said, let's wrap it up for the night. David, you've got a, and Gene's got a new book coming out. And it's, uh, what's the name of it? God's Solution for America and the Nations of the World. And really, that's basically all I'm going to tell you about. We're wanting to get it published and get it out there. And every clergy, every true Christian should have that book in your library. Every clergyman across, in the worship centers across America, should definitely invest in that book and then preach what you're in that book to your congregation. I look at what's going on around us and people and their perception of reality and what their position, their calling is in life. And, and I realize one thing, that it's not up to you and me. We're, we're there to help educate people, plant seeds, as all of us are that have that uh, ability and calling. But at the end of the road, it's, uh, it's about an individual and his relationship with God and the Holy Spirit. And he called the church to come out of her in the end days. And that didn't mean the world. He was very specific. And what does that picture look like then? If you follow that lead, it means that there's got to be a place prepared for you. Uh, and what does that look like? Well, it looks like what the laws of nature and nature's God look like according to God's law. And that's what we are holding a place for you, the Americans that have the same moral compass, that have the same spiritual desire to be part of history. And we have a great future ahead of us. Come back and join us again as we continue down this journey. Representative Binder, can you close us in prayer, please? Absolutely. It'd be a, an honor and a privilege. A lot of good conversation going on here, a lot of, a lot of good historical stuff, especially the Woodrow Wilson presidency from 1913 to 1921, where Roosevelt was first, and Woodrow Wilson really uh, put in three pieces of legislation that really hurt this country. That's very sad for us. Uh, and also, um, Governor Henning was talking about Derek Johnson, and uh, I've seen his stuff. It's uh, excellent. It really is. If you haven't been in the military, and you don't know military codes of justice and everything, it, it firmly and not uh, easily explains to you what has been going on since uh, 2020. It's a, it's a really interesting um, thing to check out. If you haven't, you should. Uh, his telegram handle is Rattletrap1776. That's where he does a lot of his posting. And he also has a website you can get from that um, about all the documents that you might want to look at, the, uh, the executive orders. Um, the Emergency Acts, and also the Military Code of Justice, and others. And uh, it's really a good in-depth way to check that out. 
So I'm going to continue on with prayer, if that's all right. That's where, uh, that's where we get our power from. So, Creator Father, we pray in the name of Yeshua for all patriots, military, and Christians who are learning the truth about the times we are living in and make a difference by their actions and prayers and spread the truth to others. The book of Jude describes plainly the cause and effect of what we are living through today. And Jesus said long ago, I have foretold you all things to his apostles and to us and to his world for all to read. So, Father, let us take the wisdom that your word gives us and use it today to eliminate the babbling confusion of this world's ways. Because compared to your word, the threat of this deception of the world seems like it's from misguided little children. Strengthen us in mind, body, and spirit to carry out the tasks that are needful in your eyes for us to do, Father. Put up a dome of protection that's impenetrable by our evil enemies around us and put a dome of protection on our family and our friends and around America, and the and patriots and Christians everywhere, and children. So, Father, send your holy angels to guard and protect us in time of need. Give us provisions to carry out our tasks to completion for mind, body, and spirit. Cleanse us in the blood of Jesus, and wash away our sin and impurities so we may start anew. So thank you, Father, for your love, kindness, and grace, Father. Bring your glory and bring your presence in our lives. And we give you all the glory and praise for the victory as it, as it was always your plan as written in the Bible. So in Yeshua's precious name, we say, God save the Republic. Thank you, Father. Amen. God bless our Republic, and uh, see you next week, America. <laughs>